In Venezuela, many New Year celebrations didn't happen. Events were canceled because of President Hugo Chavez's uncertain health. The Venezuelan leader is in Cuba recovering from his fourth cancer operation. Officials back home describe his condition as delicate. Chavez is supposed to be sworn in for a new six-year term in office on January 10th, but that may not happen as planned. Julia Swag monitors Latin America at the Council on Foreign Relations. She says the region is rife with speculation about Chavez's health and his swearing in. I did see one news item suggesting that perhaps some Supreme Court justices from Caracas would fly to Havana and swear him in at his bedside. But I think there's a constitutional problem with that. So really, it's anybody's guess. But it doesn't seem like he'll be able to appear in person if, in fact, he is sworn in. And that opens up a whole kettle of worms in terms of succession and the constitutionality of the different options. Swearing him in on what might very well be his deathbed in Havana seems pretty extreme. Is Venezuela's opposition poised to accept this? No, I don't think so. The more likely scenario than the bedside swearing in is a constitutional and legal request to postpone the inauguration and call for new elections within 30 days. That's what there seems to be a consensus around that is, in fact, a viable option if if January 10th won't fly. The leading U.S. State Department official for Latin America, Roberta Jacobson, recently had a long phone conversation with the man Chavez has designated as his heir. That's uh, Vice President Nicolas Maduro. Can we expect a thaw in relations with Washington if uh, Maduro takes over? I think it's reasonable to assume that Washington and Maduro and Caracas want that sort of thing. And Maduro's political base is complicated. You know, he's not Chavez. So will we see domestically Chavismo without Chavez, but a sort of softer approach in terms of international relations? If that's the case, I do think uh, there'll be a bit of political goodwill for a thaw on both ends. What is the strategy of the opposition in Venezuela to come back if they want to? In October, the national elections that took place, obviously Chavez won. But what happened for the first time among the opposition is they were unified around one candidate, Enrique Cabriles, who had on his agenda not really an anti-Chavez focus so much as he figured out that he had to focus on the issues that Venezuelans themselves care about and that poor Venezuelans who have become Chavez's base care about. Now, he lost, but he ran a respectable campaign. And just earlier this month, governor's races around the country, the Chavista parties took almost every single state but the state of Miranda, where Capriles won. Now, that gives him a psychological leg up in terms of staying on top of the effort to unify the opposition and to run again. However, if there is, in fact, another election soon, that is within the next several months of 2013, it's not clear to me that the Chavez machine won't again put Maduro in power despite a stronger opposition candidate. Mm, That is a strong machine. Let me ask you about another place in uh, Latin America, Cuba. What do you think is in store for U.S. relations with Cuba this year? I mean, if John Kerry, as it's expected, takes over from Hillary Clinton at the State Department, how would that shake things up for Havana and Washington? Well, I'd like to say it would open many doors to a thaw on that front as well. But I'm skeptical for a couple of reasons. One, Cuba's succession, that is the transition from Fidel to Raul, and then the number of domestic reforms taking place on the island have happened very stably, very calmly. There's been no crisis there. And that has reinforced the sort of political inertia in the United States to keep the status quo of the embargo in place. Now, Obama was reelected with 
almost 50% of the Cuban-American vote in Florida, which presumably would give him some political running room to go forward with a, a significant rapprochement opening policy toward Havana. But John Kerry is going to be in charge of dealing with many crises around the world, as Hillary Clinton was, having Bob Menendez, the Democrat of New Jersey, now becoming the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Menendez is Cuban-American. He cares passionately that no change happened while the Castros are alive. So despite the openings on the ground, I'm not sure that'll translate into political will in Washington. Julia Swig at the Council on Foreign Relations. Her latest book is called Cuba, What Everyone Needs to Know. Thanks a lot, Julia. It was great to be here. Thanks so much.